0: Many employees these days may feel disconnected from their jobs or the company culture as a whole. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful.
1: Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization.
0: Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking.
1: A good experience pays dividends down the line.
0: Here's like tend to
1: break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to We Are Only Human. I am Ben Eubanks, your host, and I am so glad to have you here with us for this first episode of Publishing of the Year. Goodness, it's been an amazing run since 2016 when the show first started, and I get a chance occasionally to meet amazing people that listen to the show, that enjoy it, that are using it as a tool to probably encourage and engage and entertain them. But also to inspire them about what's possible in the space. So I'm so thankful for, to have you here with me this year. We're going to go deeper. We're going to have more practitioner interviews. We're going to have more examples of people in and around the space doing incredible work to give you that encouragement that it is absolutely possible and not only possible, but probable if you have the right mindset. So today we're actually kicking off with an interesting conversation. We have a gentleman from Drakestar here, they're a company that invests in and around the software space, including HR technology. And so I want to talk to him about some of the things that they're looking for when they are evaluating a company. What does it mean? Because I think that matters to you as a leader in the space. Why? When you're looking for a, a tool, it's not just enough to know that that tool can solve the problem you're looking at, but also look at the company behind that. Do they believe the same things that your organization believes? Do they think that treating people well is a critical success factor of organizational health? Because if they don't, you're going to see the repercussions of that when your support staff turns over or when your implementation doesn't go well because people don't even care. It seems very nuanced, but it does matter. One of the things we do in our HR Tech Awards program is we actually ask about the company behind the technology to understand how they are impacting their community how they're impacting their people, how they're doing things beyond just building another piece of software. So I hope you enjoy that and some of the other trends and things we talk about today. We'll touch on a couple of things that probably are on everyone's mind from retention to hybrid and remote work to everything that you can probably imagine. So let's dive into this conversation. And again, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Hey everyone, welcome to We're Only Human. I'm so glad to have you here with us and looking forward to a great conversation as always. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the big picture things that are happening across the spectrum in the HR world, some, some predictions some trends and things like that. We'll talk about automation. We'll talk about HR tech and a couple of other things that you can always expect here on the show. So I'm so excited to have here with me, Ralph Philip Hoffman from Drake Star. He's going to talk about some of those things from his experience. And he gets a chance to see from this unique kind of perch, a lot of different companies. Uh, across the spectrum in the HR tech space, and he also gets a chance to see how companies are facing and dealing with some of the challenges that are coming down the line. So I'm really looking forward to learning alongside all of you as we dive into this. So welcome, sir. Good to have you. Great. Hi, Ben. Great to meet you. Absolutely. So before we get into some of the fun stuff I was teasing for the audience there, would you take a minute and tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. Very happy to do. Hi, everybody. So I'm Ralph Hoffman. I'm a co-founder of Drake
0: so- a global technology investment bank. I'm based in Munich, Germany. Now, Drakestar, Drakestar, we focus only on technology transactions and software SaaS is very important for us and particularly HR tech. The first time I've been active in HR tech is actually some 20 years ago when we did the IPO of PNI, a the first pure play HCM software IPO in Germany at the time. And it's still around as a great independent player in the space. And since then, we've been doing transactions in the space and recently deals like Ingentis, a workflow management software company, or EBI sold to Sterling in the U.S. or Hightech to Equifax, and also services companies
1: with some skills in SAP success factors, PeopleSoft, or UKG. Awesome. That's tremendous. When you're not spending your time eating, breathing, sleeping technology, what do you like to do?
0: What I like to do, first of all, in the early morning, I leave to I have to leave my home and spend some time running with my sight out. So that's a start. <laughs> Otherwise, I take care of my family and my kids. Right. And when the pandemic allows for it, we actually go to Northern Italy and spend some time on a boat.
1: That's tremendous. Italy is on my list of places to go at some point and goodness gracious. That'd be a ton of fun. Awesome. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a good conversation. Again, you're teeing it up. You have deep expertise in this, in the area of technology and you have a long history of seeing and working alongside the HR technology space. So just to kick us off, as I said earlier, you get a chance to see from this perspective across all these different companies, a lot of different trends, a lot of different things that companies are facing and dealing with. What are a couple of those trends that are top of mind for you at these I think a very important
0: trend is, first of all, HR going
1: remote, right,
0: in every aspect. So we've seen that, obviously, as a result of the pandemic. And many trends arise from that with respect to employee engagement, communication, digital technologies, and also seamless connectivity and many things like that. And another is recruitment, getting an AI boost. Very happy to talk about this in more detail later. Excellent.
1: Now that one of the things that I had a chance to get a preview of some of the writing you've been doing on this. And one of the things you talked about in there was the importance of automation, but also the things that we need to be aware that, hey, it can do some of these things, but not some of these others, right? It's not a cure all for everything. And I was hoping you could take a minute and talk us through a couple of examples, maybe of something that AI or automation is really good at. And something that it may not be quite so good at so that the audience can get their head wrapped around that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. AI has numerous applications that can help recruiting professionals to hire smarter and faster and also without bias. So it can help save time, but it can also improve diversity where you can accelerate hiring, improve your hiring process. You can screen candidates more effectively. And you can also reduce bias, but this is also the challenge because if you don't use it in the right way, if your data is poor, if you don't apply the right algorithms, it can actually increase bias rather than reducing it. So it's very important to implement this in the right way.
1: Interesting. You mentioned the, you know, my head's spinning to think about all the different trends you mentioned earlier. Things like going remote, team by communication, how do we engage and connect with a workforce that we can no longer see? And for over a year now, I've been saying that for a long time, we as employers, we assumed when someone showed up, we took that physical proximity to the office as a measure that they're safe, they're healthy, their family's doing well. And now we don't have any of those cues anymore because they're not in the office anymore for a lot of people. And so I'd love to hear from you what what you're seeing there around the remote piece. What are companies thinking about, struggling with, excited about potentially? Talk about some of those.
0: It's very interesting because the last couple of months, we've seen that companies basically have three choices. The one extreme probably being the office path as pursued, for example, by Goldman Sachs. They want to see everybody back to the office. The other extreme being... Entirely remote Uh, companies such as GitHub, they only want to meet once a year. Basically, more or less everybody is remote. The basically approach that uh, most companies want to apply going forward is the hybrid model, which can obviously be uh, structured in a different way. But the thing is, uh, no matter how you do it, understand that hybrid has its own challenges to embrace those challenges, because if you do it well, You really have a competitive advantage, and if not, there's a risk that you lose talent because they simply, they simply walk away over time. And a couple of things. One is to start with is employee engagement with the, with remote work coming up. This is a new challenge for HR professionals and the behind levels of workplace engagement often lead to higher. Uh, performance and many employees these days may feel disconnected from their jobs or the company culture as a whole, even though we see there's a difference sometimes in terms of age, gender, and so on, how people deal with that, but HR takes care that employees don't feel disconnected from their jobs, their company culture, and that they provide virtual engagement and support for remote employees. And there are many things around that. One is it's not all technology. It's also about communication. Agile must be very clear in maintaining clear communication, but not only uh, with respect to company updates, but also beyond that. Technology is creating a seamless digital employee experience. There are many things. It's about new employee onboarding in a remote environment, about training. Team management, it's also things like you need to purchase new equipment for people working remotely. It's also a thing. But another one, I think a very important success factor can be seamless connectivity to connect those that are remote with those people in the office. And it's a technology matter, but it's also a matter of guidance and how to deal with it. For example, you can connect meeting rooms to organizations, video conferencing, software. And this enables those working remotely to see and engage with everyone in the room, not the one just like sitting in front of a laptop, but everyone, which makes a difference. And you can also make it mandatory uh, for all meetings to include a video conferencing link, and you can also give guidance to employees how to design meetings to make sure remote and in-person attendees have a great experience.
1: One of the interesting things when the whole shifts to hey we can't be in the office anymore we're going to go remote to some degree from a small percentage to all the time a lot of companies that i saw said okay here are the tools here's your video conferencing tool here's your zoom your teams your whatever else and they assumed everyone would get the last piece you touched on there and i think that's a critical part that most people have overlooked which is here's how you make someone feel included when they're not there with you because the research shows when people are not physically in an office and there's a group in the office, it's easy to feel a little bit distant emotionally, obviously physically, but emotionally as well from the rest of the workforce and feel disengaged. But if you're intentionally saying, hey, we know that Ralph's over there. Hey, Ralph, what's going on for you, right? We wanna make you part of this conversation. We wanna make you feel like you are in the mix with us, even though you're not rubbing shoulders with us day to day. Want you to feel like you're part of this bigger conversation and part of the, the overall goals we're trying to achieve. But again, you mentioned that it's very in there, and I think some companies still haven't gotten around to are we doing this intentionally yet, or are we just hoping that's going to be an accidental byproduct by having just a bunch of meetings? And you and I both know that's probably not likely to happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's very important that HR uh, as a function, to help, you know, thinks about that, takes care of that. Another aspect is also culture. But it's also about measuring job performance virtually and about really engaging with the people working remotely.
1: Absolutely. One of the other things you said earlier, I want you to, I want to ask you to comment on this is you mentioned a competitive advantage. And when I talk to other HR leaders in my background, before I was a, a researcher, I worked in the HR space and so I've done this myself it's very easy to feel a sense of community. still feel a sense of kinship and that competitive bone for those people is not always there. They don't feel that the same way as someone would if they're in sales, right? They're head to head. They see the impact or the result of someone else's activities in HR. They don't feel that much. However, in the last year with some of the, the turnover issues, some of the retention issues companies are facing more of them than ever that I'm talking to are talking about HR as a, competitive advantage. And I just would be curious if you'd comment for a second on what, what results companies can expect if they use HR as a lever, not just handle the policies and the transactional stuff, but to use HR and see it as a potential competitive advantage.
0: I think that's a very important point. And I think this also changes obviously the role of the HR function becoming more and more strategic as the really core integral part of companies, the company's growth strategy. Being successful and this obviously strengthens the role of the HR function, but it needs to be embraced by the HR department on the one side and also by general management on the other side. Number one, to retain your great employee base on the one side
1: and also in hiring new talent, I want to take a step back for a second and ask you something that plugs into your daily work. Because we're talking about trends and big picture things across the spectrum of hr and i think the audience appreciates that but i want to ask you something that they can't just get from someone else and so the thing that i was curious about from your perspective you get a chance to see you mentioned earlier some of the deals and investments and things like that that you've been a part of throughout your career and your company's been a part of i'm curious what you look at when you are looking at a company's leadership to know if they are going to be a solid firm for lack of a better term or not because i'm the reason i ask this is because when i talk to leaders who are trying to make a technology purchase decision most of the time they're only looking at the technology itself and i the the research we have says that there's something behind that the company behind it the culture behind it the leadership behind the product also matters and i'm curious if that's just if that's completely backwards from what you've seen and experienced in your career or if you would validate that and say that's the truth i'd I'd love to hear from you what's your perspective uh your perception on that comment
0: you know and i think you're absolutely right and uh, this is pretty much in line with my perception so obviously i'm looking at uh interesting hr tech companies on a very regular basis obviously as part of my job as i'm in contact with many age tech entrepreneurs. And the interesting thing is that from the perspective I look at these companies, which is this a great company with a long-term perspective, creating value, which to, you know, a uh, very large extent is obviously also important for a customer from the usage perspective then i think that many of these very successful companies providing high quality products that can really make a difference for their clients are companies where entrepreneurs have been building such a company over a long period of time initially when they founded this company there was a certain challenge in an hr process which triggered that to start building this company. And very interesting examples for Ingentis, where we've done the, the very interesting transactions a couple of months ago, they basically totally changed the visualization process and, or the visualization of HR processes. Yeah. Because initially they saw, okay, we're in org charting what's going on. And the thing is, this has totally dramatically changed over time, describing workflow processes. Uh, which has an impact on so many strategic things but the underlying aspect is really there are guys who understand the hr process who engage in creating a solution which is great and their customers can basically feel it and that's why they are very successful
1: solving a real problem that's part of your answer there right solving a real problem that seems so so elementary and yet i meet companies that that are trying to start up or trying to solve a problem that i I have not yet heard identified by any of the the personas, the stakeholders, the buyers that they're actually trying to sell to. And again, they had an idea and they started up with without that sort of awareness of, is this actually a problem that needs to be solved? Is there Or is this just uh, something that people talk about or gripe about, but there's not really a need for it or a, a desire for it in the marketplace. So uh, that's one thing I've seen, but goodness. I love the example of the workflows as part of this bigger picture though, because I'm thinking, All the times that I can't, we print out all the papers and put them on the wall or use a big whiteboard or something else trying to do this. and That's very static. It's not dynamic. So that's a great example of a real problem that HR leaders right now, somewhere someone is banging their head on the wall, proverbially, trying to figure out how to solve for that. And that allows them to take that on. Excellent. Wonderful. So um, thanks for kind of humoring me on that one, because that's a question that I've had for a while. And I occasionally ask it to the right person. And I thought you might be the right person to to throw that your way, just because I don't want someone to say they're really nice and they're friendly and they've got a great culture over there, but the product's not very good. I don't want them to (laughs) make that trade. That's not a good trade. But I do want them to say... Okay, I've got two technology companies. Both of them can solve the basic needs that I have. Now I'm going to take a step beyond that and look at who they are, what they believe in, what their purpose is as an organization, and try to see if that aligns with the purpose of our organization. Because if it doesn't, or if there are mixed signals there, then the other provider that does meet those sorts of things will be a better fit long-term. As you were saying, this is not a, we're not making this decision for today or tomorrow, we're making this decision, hopefully for years to come for the value that we'll get out of that sort of a decision. Absolutely. Excellent. So goodness, I've had so much fun with this. If someone is curious or wants to know more about the work that you and the team are doing, what's the best way for them to find? The best way to find
0: is probably to go on drakestar.com and we have all our contact details there. Yeah. Okay,
1: excellent. Is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you were hoping to get a chance to share with the audience? Something that's top of mind for you? I don't care if you double down on something you've already mentioned or if there's something else we didn't really cover. to give you, one last chance to, to, Give a shout out, something that you are paying attention to and focused on for the coming year.
0: Yeah, maybe just a quick, quick one on cybersecurity being an aspect also of HR. I think there's something you've also been looking at. It's very interesting. Actually, I also do quite a lot in cybersecurity software. But what we've been seeing is that remote work is obviously has created a new challenge. In the cyber uh, security context of companies, NHR HR is getting a more important function in that context because there are new challenges and new risks for remote workers in this context. And HR can substantially help mitigate that risk with not only technology, but also guidance and procedures and also, but also technology in the context of applying, using the right cloud-based technology to make remote work more secure.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. We actually had an episode last year on cybersecurity, and I heard from someone that said, hey, I saw the the title cybersecurity, why in the world would you be sharing that with with the HR audience? And the guest on that show was a, a CHRO, and she said, you know what? The majority of things that happen in the cybersecurity world, there's a technology component to all of it because it's, that's what it's all about. We said many right. times the gap, the problem, the issue comes down to a person making their own decision. And that's why HR needs to be in the mix of this, because it's about changing behaviors, it's about training and educating people. It's about making sure the tools are in place to help prevent someone from inadvertently making their own decisions. i when I first heard HR and cybersecurity in the same room, in the same conversation, it was probably three or four years ago and somebody raised the issue and everybody else kind of taught, brushed it off like it was nothing. And increasingly, I'm with you. Increasingly, I'm hearing that conversation come up and someone's saying, hey, yes, how do we partner with our other IT leaders? How do we partner with our other stakeholders in the business to make sure we're doing what we can from our perspective to protect the organization, to enable business continuity and the other pieces that kind of wrap into that? Absolutely. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining us. I appreciate your insight for letting me throw some questions at you about what you're you're seeing, what you're looking forward to for the coming year. I think there were some great takeaways and insights to the audience and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Baron. Love it. It was great talking to you. Absolutely. Awesome. To everybody else out there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Got some good takeaways on things, what to look for in remote work. Make sure you're being inclusive of people outside the office, looking at communication as a key part of your strategy. We, we know it is, and yet we don't often put enough time and effort into it. I told someone the other day, we'll spend 99% of our time thinking about a project and then only 1% of the time actually telling people about that project. And it's, that's, we need to flip that a little bit and spend more time really communicating and sharing the value that we're creating within the organization. Thank you to all of you for hanging out with us today. We'll catch you again soon on another episode of We're Only Human. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit onlyhumanshow.com.